good morning, welcome. good evening, good afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just took my intro, dadgummit. Okay. I suppose we'll go by you. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> welcome to the Finding Truth Podcast. This is Gabe and Nick. Once more, we're here. Uh, we're going to talk about something today. I think what we're talking about today is spiritual armor. What is your armor, and is it rusty, dusty, or shiny? <laughs> okay, let's get started. What do you think, Gabe? Yeah, let's go. Okay. <clears throat> so I wanted to start with First uh, Samuel chapter 17, verses 38 through 39. It says, and Saul armed David with his armor, and he put an helmet of brass upon his head, and also he also, also he armed him with a coat of mail, and David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. So... Mm -hmm. What happened there was basically this was right before David was going to go out to face Goliath. This is before he reached down and took any stones from the river. Um, so what was going on here is basically Saul was trying to give David armor. And when I read this, when I read this, or even like probably cartoons about this, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of people think about it like oh he's a king right um he's got armor so first of all this is a this is a war between the philistines right, mm -hmm. right. so why was the king not out there first off huh. that's huh. my question i don't I, he's supposed to lead his army and he's just sitting there like what are we gonna do that's a good question let me just really quick i want to interrupt you on that yeah, uh, just talking about kings on the battlefield so in popular culture you know you see like king arthur right you know uh apparently he i don't i don't even know if he existed i think he did but he would like like think of medieval kings they would fight on the battlefield and all that but then go to the 1700s in america the generals they would also fight on the battlefield but it started to turn from the 1700s to uh, the modern period where they wouldn't do that anymore. And, I mean, you know, they had their reasons, right? They, I mean, right, like protect the king and stuff like that. Yeah, but can't. even David, David went out there. Even after he became king, he still went out there. Right, and so back to the story. Yeah. Uh, the king, Saul, I guess, was not on the battlefield. Mm -mm. Wow. Nope. I think this was literally David just came in after his brothers had said, what are you doing here? Go away. And David was like, no, he's <laughs> defying our God. And you're just sitting there on your booty, just sitting there. Right. With your, okay. <laughs> um, basically what's happening here is Saul's giving him this armor. And I think when a lot of people read this, so first of all, Saul's sitting there. He's not right. outside. He's right. In, he's with his, uh, and who knows, maybe he could just be in a tent waiting it out. Yeah. Um, but 
first of all, he was giving David his armor, which shows me he didn't even have on his armor. Hmm. He wasn't even ready. Um, Interesting. He gave him his helmet, um, his coat, and a sword. But David refused to go with that stuff. Why? So think about it. It's a king. So his armor is probably the best armor anybody could have, right? Uh, Same as his sword. Um, But when most of us read this, we see this pic. We get this picture of David receiving this nice shiny helmet with um, a colorful king's coat, just a nice clean, you know, and, and a shiny sharp blade. You know, mm-hmm. and real nice top of the line stuff. Like, um, so why did David choose to refuse refuse all this top of the notch stuff? Um, this shiny, this clean stuff. Instead, he went and gathered dirty rocks. Huh. Uh. So let's let's take that. Let's let's move on to this next this next uh, couple of verses here. Uh, it, it may not make sense for at first. Um, just bear with me for a second. Ephesians six thirteen seventeen. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Then. So let's start right there for a second. I just noticed this a few, uh, I think it was last night or two nights ago. Um, It says, and even after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then. Wow. When you can't stand no more, keep standing. When you feel like you can't go anymore, keep going. Um, I I saw this thing, uh, I think yesterday, this guy was basically like, motivational speaking obviously he was saying stuff like don't stop when you're tired uh stop when you're done Hmm. it was basically the 40 percent rule of like you still you have more energy within you than you actually think you do you can Mm -hmm. go further and that's the point of navy seals and people like them um but anyways uh stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith. God gives him defense. Take up your shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Wow. So, all this, what does this have to do with David, right? Yeah. Um, David refused the shiny armor. He refused the sharpened short sword. And shield, um, right. And shield, yeah. Uh, all this stuff he refused, and he went out and got some rocks. Why did he choose that? Well, if we look back, we see that David actually had killed a lion and a bear protecting his sheep. Um, which, and this is another topic, but I'll just go ahead and throw it out there. You can't, uh, expect to kill a giant when you can't even kill a lion. (laughs) 
but that's that's another that's another topic um he refused all of this and instead he went with what works he went with his faith he knew it worked because with god on his side he knew i can't be stopped because i have god on my side and if i am stopped then it was god's will um but i I wanted to point this out. Uh, let's move back to Ephesians, uh, to the armor of God, right? Um, all of this stuff, I think, should not be shiny. Mm. And let's let's put that into a real life perspective. Um, <laughs> your Bible, it should be well taken care of. Um, so don't get me wrong when I say this. It should yeah, be don't, well taken don't, care like, of. Don't drop it in the pool on purpose or, you know, throw it into mud. <laughs> you know, that's not or what like we're talking about here. Bend and tear. Yeah, and stuff. don't rip out pages and tape them in haphazardly, you know. Right. Um, so take care of your Bible. Don't get me wrong. Um, but unless you have a new Bible, I'd say... I'd say it shouldn't look brand new. If I come and use your Bible and I know you for a fact that you've had this Bible for a while and I go to open it and you haven't used it in so long that the pages are stuck together where I have to peel them off. You know, that new book or Bible feeling. Yeah, where you like just have to go page for page for page. Spines cracking and yeah, hard to yeah. open, you know. Yeah. So that shows me you haven't used your Bible. Dusty. Yeah, that too. Um, and he, that goes with armor too. Mm-hmm. Your uh, your breastplate should not be, how should I put this? Um, it shouldn't be so in shape to where it looks brand new. Mm-hmm. It's like there's this point of taking care of your stuff, but at the same time, don't not use it. So we get in this, habit of praying god give me strength god give me this god give me that stuff like that uh but there's multiple times when we keep we just keep praying that prayer and we just it's almost like an unconscious unbelief that god didn't give me this so i have to keep asking for it right the problem isn't that he's not giving you the thing that you need it's the the problem is is that you're not using the thing that he gave you when you asked for it Ask and you shall receive. You asked, he gave, and now you're not giving back. So, and it's and it's like when God cursed the fig tree, it wasn't producing, and he cut it off. Wow. Uh, the 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 resources that he gives you isn't just for show. It's not there to be seen. It's there to be used. So this Bible, it's you shouldn't showcase your Bible. It's right. it's not. It's not it's there not, for yeah. display. It's not a decoration. Although it is right. nice to, you know, have yeah. it's nice to get a new Bible. Like, you know, if you if your Bible is falling apart, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying don't get a new right. Bible. I have like right. three Bibles in my right. right now. But what we're trying to say is <clears throat> it's not that's not its purpose. The purpose of the Bible is not to, you know, frame it on the wall, you know put it in a 
display case or the pur right. purpose of it is it's the word of God is to be studied. It's, you know? Yeah, it's, 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 that's good. Um, yeah, that's, that's really good. So your armor being shiny, your spiritual armor being shiny shows me you've never fought before. Hmm. So, and I understand, uh, if you're new at this, then yeah, it's going to be shiny. It's not going to be all dirty because so, and, and let's get into that really. Um, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow. Uh, that was Matthew 16, 24. If you want it, if you want it, you've got to give it all up. You've got mm -hmm. to, you've got to want it. Get, stop thinking. I need to do this so that I can get this. I get to do this so that I can do this. Um, let me see here. So let's talk about having dirty armor. So we talk about not putting it as a display and that if you wear it and it's just shiny, then you're just, it's almost like you're just showing off. Like, look at my armor, look, look at my Bible. It's, it, it doesn't have a bent page in it, blah, blah, blah. Right. right. Um, the thing is, let's look at Jesus on the cross. God didn't come down to show off. He didn't come to, if he did, then he wouldn't have been born in a major. If he did, he would have been born by a king probably. Um, God stepped off of his throne out of heaven, out of his shiny place to come down and get dirty to right. do business. Um, and, and again, gave us an example of how we should live. Um, uh, Matthew 10, 38. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. If all you have all your life is your shiny armor, your little comfort zone, uh, you're not worthy. Right. Uh, and how do you know? So how do you know if someone has shiny armor or if someone doesn't? How do you know? So I, I think of this as the one that has the brightest smile probably has the dirtiest armor. And we kind of talked about this before recording, but let me go. So every day, no matter who you are, there will always be some, some challenge, something trying to stop you from what you want to do. You, and your reaction is key to that. Mm -hmm. uh, how, how, how you, will you, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. I think how, how you react determines the outcome basically. yeah yes exactly um because people like that choose joy they choose it choosing it isn't easy it's it's easy to say oh i'm gonna be happy today and then snap later on i've done that plenty of times right. actually just this year a couple uh few months back i was like i'm gonna be happy today <laughs> nope me too man it worked for like half the day days, right yeah it's it, like people who are always happy all the time. I'm, I just, man, like I know on the inside, they had to fight for that. Mm -hmm. Nobody can just be happy by 
just thinking it. You can't just, it'd be great if I could just think an emotion and do it. You have to work for it. You have to really work for it. So, and think about this too. Uh, We see examples of pastors, preachers, and even evangelists, and they're all great examples. Don't get me wrong, but it's the people, I feel like it's the people you don't see Mm -hmm. that have the dirtiest armor, really. Uh, Think of prayer warriors. Like, you don't even you don't even, probably don't even know their their name and they're in your church mm-hmm. or you live daily life with them and they're praying for you all the time you just have no idea that's right they have they have the dirtiest armor i feel like because they don't need the attention for one because if they did they wouldn't be a prayer warrior wow so they don't have the need to only pray when other people are around they pray when people aren't around it's the people that 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 cry from their heart uh they they fight every day to have dirty armor so and i have a lot of a lot of notes on this and i'm going to skip a lot for time's sake but um how how do you get this dirty armor where where do you get this dirty armor from how do you get it dirty i mean I guess that's a weird way to put it. How do you, how do I get my armor dirty? How do you, you know, how do you wear it? Yeah, right. How do you get it worn? Worn is the, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That, the way you said it was perfect. Um, The way you get it worn, the way it gets dirty, the way that it doesn't. So, and, and another thing, the sword, let's talk about that for a second before I get into this. The sword should not be shiny either. Right. It it should be, it should, your spiritual sword, excuse me, should have blood from your past victory. It should be a daily reminder of, okay, I can do this because I'm on God's side. And hmm, I'm judging on whether to say this or not. A lot of people say God's on my side. He's not on your side. You're on his side. Hmm. You're not a side. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It's either good or evil. You are not a side. Mm-hmm. It's either, it's it's not a choice for God. God is a side. God is good. We <clears> talked throat> about throat> that uh, in the last two episodes ago, I think, uh, how God is good, uh, yeah. which means the good side is his side. You're not good. Well... <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean, though. I know what you mean. You're not perfect. No, God's not on your side. You have to be on his side. There's only one perfect, and he's the counselor. He's one. He's the wonderful. I mean, you know, yeah, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Um. So yeah, let's get into this this uh, worn armor, if you will. Uh, Getting dirty is. Let's see. Basically, what you're going through right now is how you get it worn. Um, Sometimes you don't go through things. Actually, most of the time, I'm willing to say, if not all, it's not to put you through pain. Mm -hmm. Um, It's to get you through uh, so that it's to make you well trained. Um, If and like, like I said, you can't fight a giant if you haven't even fought a lion. 
Yeah. You can't kill a giant if you can't kill a lion or a bear. No experience. Right. You have no experience. You can't just jump from, from, uh, and there's not, this is not me saying that there's a level of salvation. Me, I am not more saved than Nick is. And I am, and I'm not more saved than, than someone who gets the Holy Ghost for the first time. I'm not more saved than them. We are all equally saved. Right. Um, but, but the more you fall, the more experience you'll get. So let, let me say this. God doesn't see the fall. He sees the dirt. So an investigator, when they come to a crime scene, uh, they look for clues, right? Mm-hmm. So say there was like a murder or something. Uh, they, they found the body and they're looking on the ground. They see the drag marks. They're looking at the ground. They're looking at stuff. So let's, let's look at this. God doesn't see the fall. He sees the dirt. Hmm. He sees the drag marks. He sees where you fought back. He sees the sign of a fight. The more, uh, the more you fall or well, uh, not the more you fall, but when you fall, um, you're, if you keep fighting, you will keep gaining ground mm-hmm. because you winning a fight isn't going to make the devil stop coming at you or the enemy right. stop coming at you. It's not going to, it's not going to happen. Matter we were, fact, we might make, make him come at you more. Yeah. Um, it's the more ground you gain. Uh, like, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Job. Job. Righteous man. Still came after him. Right. Um, so don't, don't apologize for struggling. Um, say you have a thought in your head and it's not a good thought. That's not sin. It doesn't become sin unless you start entertaining it. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't entertain it. And, so, and it is hard. It really is. It really, really is. Because again, like, I think we said this probably the first episode we did, I think, uh, I mentioned that your body was built to serve your mind and what it wants to do. God gave you free will to do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't justify sin, Mm -hmm. but it is, you have a choice. Uh, so fighting, you can choose to fight when the when uh, the enemy comes and knocks at your door, or you could sit there and let him come in. Right. It's your choice. But when you fight, you will grow. Uh, when you when you get knocked down, say you're laying face down or even face up, unless you're a ninja or something. There, there's steps to getting up. Mm-hmm. If you're laying face up. You're rolling to get face down to push yourself onto your knees. There's a point, there's some point where you have to be on your knees. That's right. It's it's just a it's just a part of getting up. Huh. Everybody's been there. Everybody's been to the part where they have to be on their knees. Wow. So the more the more you get up, the more experience you gain, the more dirty your armor gets. Interesting. That's, that's a great way of putting it. You, I heard uh, Brother Nathaniel Urshan on the Biblist podcast talk about it like this. He's, 
uh, he, I, th I think he said, he might've said, I think it's hard at first, but the more, the closer you get to God, the more devoted you become, the less hard it gets. Like I'm talking like, uh, you know, hard to resist temptations, hard to pray, hard to read the Bible, all that. The further you get in your path uh, with God, on your walk with God, the easier it gets. And not necessarily because it becomes routine or because it's it becomes, you know, muscle memory or any of that. It's It's because you're just, you're putting more thought into it than what you did before. I know this for sure because, I mean, before I got the Holy Ghost, I I had no clue there was this other world, you know. It's an entirely different perspective on life. It really is. I had no clue. I, I didn't read the Bible before I got the Holy Ghost, you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't do any of that stuff. I mean, we did, we'd go to church like every Easter every Christmas, you know, you'd call it, uh, we call that fair weather Christian, you know, <laughs> uh, but it, it didn't mean anything to us. It was just, it was like an ease to, it was a way to ease our conscience, you know, kind of like a tradition. Exactly. A tradition, a, like a ritual, even just, it didn't mean anything. But, and oh, here's, here's something I thought of. If your armor is dirty, here's another thing. This is an interesting way to think of it, I thought. So shiny armor and dirty armor. What if you clean the dirty armor and it becomes shiny again? So then what's the difference between new armor and shiny armor? Like polishing your armor, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting to think about. Huh. What if... I don't know, I just thought of it like this. Maybe the dirty armor is... I've been in this for years, you know? I've been... I'm not saying I have, I'm just... This is an example. Uh... You know, I've, I've been a Pentecostal for 20 years. I can go through the motions. You know, I can, I can, I'm a holy rolling, tongue talking, Bible thumping, you know, jumping Jehoshaphat, uh, you know. <laughs> but if your, your armor's dirty, you know, what, when was the last time you polished off your armor? Yeah, that's a good way time, to look at it, too. You know, when was the last time you, let me say it like this, dusted off your Bible? You know, uh, so you can have new armor, no scratches, no dents, no, uh, that like whenever I first got the whole, like you were saying, first getting the Holy Ghost, man, I want to, I want to go to this guy's house. And if he doesn't want to come to church with me, I'm going to drag him with me, you know? <laughs> I, I, I got this truth. I got to share it with the whole world. But then after a year or so, it's like, yeah, you know, 
I'm a Pentecostal. I'm saved. What's the point of if no one else wants to come with me, I'll just leave. I'll just let him be. Yeah. But that's that's not what God called us to do. He didn't call us to be complacent. We were called to witness, uh, spread his word. We were called to dust off our armor. No one. Here's the thing. If you go into battle, if you were to go into battle and you hadn't maintained your armor, your armor's all rusty, you know, decrepit, uh, dusty. The first person or the first person that attacks you, your armor is going to shatter. It's going to get destroyed. That's just, that's interesting to think about. But if you maintain your armor, I mean, it's, think about a car. Think about a car. If I take my car to get its oil changed every 5,000 miles, then it's going to run better than if I never change its oil ever. You know? Yeah. Maybe when I'm driving down the highway going to work, not that I go to work because I'm in college <laughs> that'll change soon uh, anyway when I'm driving down the highway if I didn't polish if you know if I didn't maintain my car it could break down on me and I have no clue I don't know when You're, you never know when anything could happen but it's certainly safer if you prepare so dust off your Bible. Maintain yeah. your armor. That spiritual armor is not there for decoration. It's there for war. So. Yeah, that's that's good. And you could look at it both ways. Um, dirty from sin. That would be a reason to shine it off a little mm, bit. No? That's good. Um, but. What, notice that when you do shine it off, it's not going to be in that perfect shape than when you first got it. Right. There's still, like when you get the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. and you get baptized, you're not, that doesn't make you perfect. Right. There's still blemish. There's still flaw, just like exactly. in armor. Exactly. Um, it's never going to look brand new. It really That's isn't. Exactly right. It'll never go back. Because... <laughs> Well, think about it this way. You know, how close can we actually get to Jesus here on earth than like Peter or them, you know, they did. They, they walked with them, with the guy, you know. I'm not saying you can't, you know, pray. I'm not saying we can't uh, talk to him. I'm just saying that over time, like you were saying, it's never the by you know your your old Bible. You can you know you can get a uh, leather treatment spray and treat the leather on the Bible. Uh, I mean, you could you could you could. Sorry for stuttering, but you could replace the cover. You could get an entirely different leather cover to your Bible, but how are you going to replace the pages? You can't. Unless you just get a new Bible. Your Bible's never going to be the same. It's the same with armor. Unless you get new armor, your armor's always going to have those dents in it. Even if you hammer those dents out. 
Same with a car. Even if you buff out those scratches, those dents in the car, there's always going to be a remnant of anything that happened to it. The armor, if you hammer out the dents, it's going to have the, you know, where you hammered. I mean, just by hammering armor, it's going to be Or even hammered. scratches. Even yeah. scratches like your, like dirt you can wipe off. But there's still going to be evidence of, of a fight. Like, say you do get hit with a sword. Um, you can, you can wipe off the, whatever dirt or, dust or whatever yeah. from the sword. But you're not. You'll never be able to erase the, the scar that it left. Mm -hmm. It'll still be there, and everybody has scars. Yeah. Like. You'll, you'll always be wounded by this world because we're your flesh. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can get that healed, but it always leaves a scar. More scars equals more stories. That's right. Uh, yeah. I, so, in summary, if your armor isn't... If you look at your armor... And your armor doesn't look ready for battle. Consider doing something about it. If prepare, you're be ready. Prepare, be ready. Be sober, be vigilant. Anything could happen. Don't right. let your guard down. We're talking a lot of metaphor today, but hopefully you guys understand. Okay. We're out of time today, so we're going to end with a prayer. Jesus, thank you once more, Lord, for this podcast. We hope we covered what we meant to cover today, and we hope there's no confusion, Lord. Thank you for our blessings, God. Thank you for this opportunity. We love you. We praise you. We worship you, God, and we will worship you in the days to come. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, thank you all once more for listening to this podcast. We'll see you in the next one.